1: Welcome to The sportive. it's episode 76, we got the whole crew here, Brandon sitting next to me. Yotis be. Uh Stu's in St. Cloud.
2: Hey guys, how's it going?
1: And from an undisclosed location is Clarence Swamptown.
3: Oh, that was Stu, Again. this is me, some fuckers. <laughs>
1: uh, we are going to talk, we're going to talk wild a little bit later, we may even touch on the Vikings. Stu is still a believer in the ten and six pick, so we're going to mock him for that for a while. But we're going to start.
3: He still does bl- You know that for a fact.
1: Uh, we'll he is out. not
2: I'm the just, kind of
1: he's not the kind of person I'm, to quit on a prediction.
2: I'm just too lazy to change it.
1: That's all. Too lazy to change. When, they get, when they get to story. seven
2: losses, then I'll
4: change it. <laughs> it takes so much thinking does, to just say I different numbers. You know how George Clooney no. went
2: down to the ship. You know in the movie The Perfect Storm, and George Clooney like sends Marky Mark up to die in the ocean, and he just stayed sure. at the ship and died. Uh-huh. I'm, yeah. I'm George Clooney in The Perfect Storm. I'm just gonna hang out in my nice turtleneck and my like cool stocking cap. And he my had a John
3: Deere, and, yeah, he had a John Deere seed yeah. hat on but in that I think
2: he did. Yeah, so I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just go down with the ship, guys. So just let me do it, okay?
3: Well, the analogy—I that's a good analogy. I'm not saying it's not. The the analogy I'd use oh, is one I use is—I get being—I get being lazy, but uh, like if if a baby has a really poopy diaper, at some yeah. point you gotta change it because you could just sit there and be like, "Fuck, I'm too lazy to change a yeah. poopy diaper." But oh, here's okay. You're
2: always talking—you're always talking to us about being Rockefellers, and yet you're talking about changing diapers. Diapers are expensive.
3: <laughs> So it just sits there. Jeez. Oh, I hear you. I'm lazy and cheap, too. Yeah. But the kid crying yeah. and smells like poop, just like the Vikings, at yeah. some point you got to change it. You, I don't care how lazy you are. At some point it just gets too miserable and you got to change, right? Wonderful analogy, yep. both of them. Spot on. I'm right there with you on this analogy. Uh-huh.
1: Yep. So we're going to try to talk about that a little bit later. Well, more we'll than we already talked about. It. We'll talk yes. about poopy diapers later. But I want to and start. And Clooney. I want to start with the twins, because I think it's the thing that's making me the angriest right now. And that th- this all stems from an article. I think it was on Monday morning. I opened up my newspaper of the Twin Cities sports section, and on the front page was a big article penned by non-friend of the podcast. I was going to say friend of the podcast, but he has no idea we exist. He's not. A non-friend, necessarily. No, he's not necessarily a non-friend. but We'd call him a hopeful friend. I'd like ne- to be friends well, with him. Well, I'm not sure I want to be friends with him anymore <laughs> yeah. after this article. <laughs> this incredibly fawning, the twins don't have any money to spend article, he... in which it was strongly hinted that it was the fans' fault for not coming out to the ballpark <laughs> and thus giving them the revenue to spend. <laughs> That's and amazing. That's amazing. It just, it's mind-boggling that this could be written... In the Target Field era I wanna, I, I, mean, I grow used to this article When there, we had a Metrodome Then it was sort of The same article that was written every year Like well they just don't have the revenue The Metrodome doesn't give them the revenue But they have a brand new ballpark One that was expressly supposed to give them The financial wherewithal <laughs> to compete and, and we're paying for In year four As we're still <laughs> paying for this ballpark still They are making
3: ball. the argument of We're for the ballpark We paid for it, not them we, did. You we just don't have more. enough money.
4: you got to pay for it and then give us more ticket revenue. It's not enough just to pay for <laughs> it's it, guys. That's the amazing thing I've ever heard of. Uh, okay, well, so. I want to... I mean, I feel like we could laugh about <laughs> it for it. all night, it's, easily. It's I'm terrible. Right? No, I
3: can laugh because it I'm beyond angry. I was angry about this in 2011. I, I argued with Mackey about this on Twitter in like 11 and i i was angry then was this a new I'm, was it I'm the done nuance being angry. i've been angry for 3 almost 4 years now I'm, I'm not even angry anymore it's just hilarious to me that people are now catching up to the fact like oh fuck yeah they should probably start this is kind of bullshit this, yeah this is this makes me angry Look, i'm past that I, this is just hilarious to me now
4: he is um for the most part, a good writer and a good reporter. Yes. It felt like it for me. Like I, I've always really respected him and appreciated Yes. What yes. Here's a question for you, and I don't mean it to to sound um uh hyperbolic. But what on earth was he thinking? I don't Is know there any I have no clue what he was thinking with this article. It wasn't like um he dug into any reporting. He just he just basically rattled off a bunch of quotes, from like a press release. It was you, almost exactly a
1: press release, yeah, right? it was like something you would have expected to find in a letter to season ticket holders.
4: There was no, uh, when Terry Ryan said something about, oh, the payroll was, uh, you know, it was pretty good there for that Yeah, month, it was tough. There was not a whole lot of um, back, you know, doing reporting and saying, not really, not, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of that. It just seemed like if the Twins brass wrote it and sent it to Phil and said, hey, man, you mind printing this, bro? It was like, sure thing, guys. Yep, no problem. If, That's what it felt like If
1: we're giving him the benefit of the doubt, we had sort of the same discussion. Do you remember that Chip Scoggins article that was fawning over Rick Spielman? Do I? It's,
3: I was going to use that as an example. <laughs> it, we, and, and he, <laughs> at the time, we had this
1: argument about, does he actually believe this, or is it like he's getting something back in return, some kind of story or access or something, something. where it's like, all right, guys, I will print your completely unvarnished pie-in-the-sky (laughs) candyland version of the (laughs) truth if down the road you will do this this and this for me that's the okay that's that to
4: me is the closest we've come to a reason why he would actually do this there's no other reason and
1: this is exactly what we decided with the chips Coggins article we decided that they must have given him some incredible free stuff in return
4: yeah a bunch of uh hoodies maybe yeah something is a nice swag
1: Something that somebody from Tennessee would like.
4: So for us, the most charitable description of this is he's been bought off. Yes, that's the best way we can put this. <laughs> the best thing. The best thing we, <laughs> we can say to
1: God he's is that he got off. something good under the table. Otherwise, it
4: he's was, an insane person, and he can't. He's yeah, not he's an insane crazy person. person. He can't be.
3: It uh, was. Uh, it was an article that you would read from Wobshaw. Oh
1: yeah, and, and it was I Mike Wobshaw. I mean this twins.
3: literally, and he Wobshaw's employed by the Vikings
4: he is he so actually is it. PR. I, so that's
3: he's yes. literally so I get why he writes the way he i do I don't even blame the guy for it I, you he, that's who scratches his back so he writes glowing articles on the Vikings I get it. Nobody should get, ever get angry at Wobby. Just, you can shake your head at him, or you can laugh. Yeah, or you jump. can be like, but don't, Wobby, you can't where wear that jersey from with Wobshaw on the back in the press box. <laughs> he's yeah. not going to rip Ziggy Wolf. Ziggy Wolf pays him. He's Spots. not, not going to do it, guys. We all want to like keep our get, jobs. That's exactly right. But that's, this, These two articles were very Wobshaw-esque, but they don't, they're not employed by the team. So it just makes you wonder.
1: The, there's two things that bug me about that article. the The only thing that bugs me, other than making fun of Phil Miller for writing it, it does bother me a little bit that there's a certain there's a very small subset of people that the twins actually have to be accountable in some way to. They don't really have to be accountable in any way, but they do have to stand there and answer questions from the press. Uh-huh. And that's yes. in many ways that's the only way we can hold them accountable, since apparently not showing up at games just gives them... It penalizes us. It just gives them the ability to say, guys, <laughs> we don't have word. any revenue.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Punishing them... You're only them screwing it. yourselves,
1: idiots. Wh- wholly, wholly, wholly. And
3: John, to, to, to punctuate your point, I, I was thinking, okay, maybe it's just Phil Miller. Maybe it's just... Tip. Maybe he just feels this way and he's just kind of the uh, odd duck or whatever yeah. you want to say. Mm-hmm. Then, today, Suhan fucking doubles down on it. Right? It's essentially the same goddamn thing. What?
4: What? I did not see what? Suhan's article. Well, it was exactly what you'd expect. From it you. was so okay. Right. Never mind.
3: Oh.
4: <sighs> okay, couple of really tired jokes, weird puns.
1: Makes it was, no and sense. then
3: adding even worse anecdotal evidence. Yeah, I mean than
1: Phil Miller did. It it was one of those things that if you were interested in this question and said, "How does payroll actually affect how much you win?" Yep. What you would probably do is you would go and you would look and see, all right, which teams are making the playoffs? Maybe you'd go to that USA Today salary database. I think they still have a baseball salary database where you can go back a number of years, and what you're going to find out is generally the teams with high payrolls do better than the teams with low payrolls. Sure.
4: That's so just, Su- but Su- 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 wait a minute, are there article- exceptions?
1: Then throw the whole
4: thing out.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what Sue <laughs> article. It was essentially Phil Miller- Miller's article, plus he added in that... Uh, Boston and the Yankees didn't make the playoffs this year. Therefore, payroll doesn't matter. That is completely his point. ignoring <laughs> who has, that the Yankees have gone to the playoffs what like 15 times in the last 20 years. The Yankees and won the World the... Series like 5 since and the Yankees Boston payroll won, like exploded. three of the last 10. He <laughs> just ignored it and just said, "Well, they didn't make it this year, so obviously payroll doesn't matter." Which it's just such an astounding way of looking at the universe. I just I can't even God bless them, I guess. I it's just holy cow crazy talk. So that bothers me a little, but the thing
1: that really bothers me when when I'm getting into what the twins are actually saying, the thing that bothers me is not the twins not spending money. Because if you're going to if you're just going to go out and give it to somebody terrible, it doesn't help you to spend money. Just no. the mere just the mere act of spending more money Doesn't necessarily make your team better Of no. course not But that goes, that, But here's the thing that doesn't. really Bothers me about what the twins Say What we always end up arguing on this podcast about Is do they actually Have a plan or do they not have a plan We can't tell the difference Between them Just making random decisions at every time And mm-hmm. what they're actually doing Right. And so they say things Like well, we had a real competitive payroll, and it's a percentage of our revenue, and we can't do more all of this stuff that has nothing to do with what their actual plan might or might not be <laughs> yeah, if is... they came out and if they came out and said, "All right, guys, we understand that our payroll is in the bottom seven, seven payrolls in major league baseball. We get it, and we understand that you're frustrated about that, but we have We're focusing on youth because we have a number of prospects coming through. We're focused on player development. Those guys are going to be cheap for a couple of years. So the payroll is not so important, but the player development is. Something like that, Yes, it's maybe not a good plan. You can can pick a lot of holes in a plan like that. But at least it's a plan. At least there's some semblance of reason behind the decisions they're making. You can look and say, all right, this decision they just made matches up with what I know they're trying to do. And then whether or not you agree with what they're trying to do, you at least know that there's some little shred of reason, a little (laughs) shred of thought that's going into this. Whereas what they do now is just, it's nothing. So it's, it's pretending. It's just pretending that they know what they're doing. They're like, listen guys, we got it. All right. We think we know stuff. You guys, I know you think you know stuff. And I, I know we've lost 90 games four years in a row. So, but we know what we're doing. So just be calm.
4: Yeah, it's almost we're like... We're really trying. It's like Phil Miller walked into Terry Ryan's office to do an article on the off season, And Terry Ryan's like, oh, um, I don't have anything to actually offer you in terms of helping the fans out. But I do have our balance sheet. Yeah. Can I just show that to you? And Phil Miller was like, sure, thank you. I'll write the article on this one. Like that has nothing to do with the actual... Management of a team I don't give a shit what percentage of revenues you spend That's not a plan You're just telling us your how the financing works within your organization it's, That's not a strategy
1: One of the things that Phil Miller came out and said in his article was Don't expect the Twins to go after One of the top free agent pitchers his, The reason he gave was he, They don't have the money Which is ludicrous on a number of levels well, Of course they have the money It's, lying. it's, just, the, it's just a straight yeah. up bald face lie yep. But it'll <laughs> At least come out and say you know what, guys? These guys are gonna want eight year contracts, seven, eight year contracts, and we don't want to be locked in that long term with that big That's of contract. reasonable. That's, That's reasonable. reasonable. Yeah.
3: yeah, I may not agree with it. Yeah. But I see I see their point. Just don't lie to me. Yeah. Just don't say we don't have the money. Yes,
1: you <laughs> do have the money. Your payroll went down last year. Revenues went up twenty five million dollars for every team in baseball, which is why all but seven six or seven teams, including the twins, have payrolls north of a hundred million dollars. Once again, this is another example of the twins somehow being stuck ten years behind everybody else in what things cost. They're like your <laughs> <I know>. grandpa. <laughs> it <who's> was <laughs> like bread doesn't cost two dollars fifty a loaf. It costs sixty nine cents. Yeah, that's the way it was when I was in the army. And so they say f- they mention a hundred billion dollar payroll like it's some magic lodestone that if they get over hundred million dollars, then it's rich and everyone's. And everything is great. You could have a hundred million dollar payroll and easily be in the bottom half of payrolls in yes. major league baseball. Yeah. And so for them to look at us and say, Well, we were over a hundred million one time so far is just it's infuriating to hear them talk about that. It's like when they were talking about Josh Willingham's three year, seven million dollar a year contract as being like, Wow, That's this is money. a really large free That's agent contract. <laughs> yeah.
4: I think what um uh is the most frustrating for me is there's a lot there's many different ways to try to find success in baseball right Mm -hmm. um there's um through the draft there's through finding guys that other teams have given up on the a's have been really really keyed in on this for past couple seasons right um former guys who were really amazing that it didn't pan out maybe didn't get a long enough shot that's their strategy right or um um, platoons has been another huge thing in, for certain yeah. teams of baseball, right? They've got a plan. could be international development. I know the Pirates were big into that, and they were into uh, infield, outfield shifts before anybody else. There's many different ways to go after it, You've right? you
1: got Tampa Bay who wants to develop young players, and other than Evan Longoria, simply won't sign anybody long-term.
4: Yep, so they've all got plans. They're yep. all different There's plans. There's a plan. Um, so I think a reasonable um, question um, when you see someone like people like us that get super Angry about the okay, so for one thing, we know that the payroll doesn't mean everything, right? It doesn't necessarily mean anything, no. and so I, I can understand people going, to, Then why are you so fucking upset about it? The reason I'm so upset about it is because of all these hundred different ways to field an organization, the easiest, laziest way to do it is go get free agents, and they won't even do that. Yeah, you won't even do the simple, fucking easy thing. How in the world are you gonna uh, be a competitive team with these other? Organizations, the A's and the Rays and all these other people who are thinking about a million different things. You are you are still on square one compared to these other guys. They're fucking light years ahead of all of you with your thinking. And it's so like That's why it's so frustrating for me. Like, yeah, I know payroll doesn't matter, but it's the easiest thing for you to fix. Yeah. You the, still won't do it. The
1: Dodgers made the playoffs this year. Why? Because they spent 400 billion dollars <laughs> on their payroll yes. and every time somebody went bad their payroll commitments are absolutely luxurious. they are they're ass you look at they're they have crazy. 190 million dollars committed like six years from now yeah just for guys who will probably never play baseball again yeah a lot they of just them. started handing out like oh we'll sign this guy 13 years one hundred and fifty million. Oh, he sucks now sign somebody for the same contract to replace him that's crazy but they're in the playoffs because of it. But they have a plan. Yeah. Right? It's a shitty plan. Their
3: plan is to get Probably an enormous local television. Mail. No, their plan is if we make a mistake in free agency, we will sign a different free agent to make up for that yeah. original mistake. Very similar to what the Yankees did years plan. ago, right?
4: They, yeah. they know that well, they that's have not the revenue. Crazy.
3: That is crazy? That's a good plan. That right there. They have the money.
1: What Clarence that's a great just plan. said yeah. is the real power of money in baseball. Mm-hmm. It's that's not to buy exactly the mistakes. It's
3: not to buy ideally, the best. Ideally, you draft well yeah. and develop your players. If you draft, if you make a mistake in the draft, then you have to go out and find a free agent to make up for that mistake.
2: Yep, that's we, not
3: an unreasonable plan. That's when you spend. Yes, the ideal. And if you is, make a
2: lot of mistakes, you do have to get a lot of free agents.
3: That's ideally you have a thirteen million dollar payroll because you have <laughs> yeah. nothing yep. but ma- minimum. Yep paid players that you drafted perfectly. Like Mike yes, Trout is possible. making
4: like $400,000 yep. this year. You it's want price 25, you. Mike 25
3: Mike Trouts on your team. Yep. The equivalent of, tw- that's the ideal. And your payroll is $13 million. But you, nobody does that. So eventually you have to make up for those mistakes by signing free agents.
4: Yeah. And again, if it works or doesn't work, I don't give a shit. Just have a plan. And I want to know what that plan is. I would just named at the top of my head. I don't even pay attention to baseball anymore. I just named, like, six organizations where I know what their plan is moving forward, right? And that's and he, sort of their way of doing things. There are other teams that just, I don't know, man. I just hope we get our draft, guys. I hope we hope we get that right. And if we that's don't, we're
3: going to sign a handful of Pelfries and Correas. And, just oh, fucking hope. David.
2: You know, it's so... I, and I, just, got, I, I, I like to... The poet Billy Joel singer, songwriter from New York, piano guy. William Heard Joel? Yeah. Old Bill Joel? Um, I think he said it best when he said my life. <laughs> <laughs> what you guys
1: missed in that I joke? I you were going
4: to go with uh, Bon Jovi.
1: <sighs> what you all missed was <laughs> Stu telling that joke and then leaning back in his chair <laughs> with the most satisfied this look silent ever. silent laugh.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> You're welcome
1: uh, sportive listeners.
4: So that would be my response to people who are no, who and there are a lot of people that go, hey guys, that's not the answer. That would be my response. I know it's not the answer. But they're not gonna do any of the actually hard things for them to figure out how to create better platoons or you know, draft or sign guys internationally. They're not gonna do all the actual smart shit. They can't even do the dumb guy stuff right. They're getting it all wrong. Yeah. And it's our fucking fault. <laughs>
3: Because we Mom, didn't show up. I had season tickets and I gave them up. I stopped Same buying with me. them. Same so so It I. is literally my fault.
4: Yeah, it's on me too. I bought zero hot dogs at Target Field this year. My bad, guys. I feel I terrible didn't about it.
3: it. That's a great. I, fuck. It's on me. You're right. I take responsibility for this.
4: Any asshole who like eats a meal before going to the game, it's your fault.
1: Yep.
4: Buy your hamburger. At the game next year, and then maybe we can sign somebody. Maybe we get James Shields. If we all would have gone to a couple more games, yeah. Old big game. James. Did you guys just believe? Nine you ERA had such playoffs. bandwagon fans
1: <laughs> I know. to jump off the bandwagon <laughs> gonna, after a fourth consecutive terrible gonna, season. Medium
2: game, Irvin Santana next year. <laughs> game.
1: Show up
4: most of the time, Irvin Santana. Oh um, Ed
3: Jackson.
2: Yeah, cashes a check every two weeks, Irvin Jackson. <laughs> Edwin Jackson. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It is funny,
4: though, like how much leeway you get um, just being obviously in Minnesota in general, because we're such nice human beings. We talk about this a lot like that's there's a reason that all of none of our teams are any good. And I do think some of it is we don't we don't go nuts um, at the organizations enough. But (laughs) it is amazing how much leeway Ryan got when he came in and he was like, hey, this just isn't good enough, guys. We all went, all right, he knows it. All right. Sweet. He acknowledged it. This is going to be okay. You get two more Mm -hmm. years of no. And he keeps saying it. And you have to think, I mean, we've been sick of it forever because we've been paying attention and know that, like, oh, boy, that that shows up in every single quote of every presser or article. He just keeps saying that. Um, But I wonder if it's wearing thin on, like, the, the average fan. You know? I don't know. I don't know either. I would think it. I would think it is, but I don't really have my, my finger on the pulse of, like, a uh, Joe baseball fan from Fridley.
1: It's hard to it's hard for me to understand how average fans feel because I tend to be a fanatic about everything. You do. which That's true. Very true. I mean, it leads to a sad and broken life, I'm sure, but mm. it does. Yeah. I find that when I'm talking to people and I find out they're a sports fan, I have to ask sort of probing questions to find out whether they're actually a serious fan. Yeah. Because if they're a serious fan, all right, we can talk. But otherwise, it's just going to be sort of like, "Oh, hey, I hate you. Go to the game." Yeah, they lost last night. Mm. And don't get me wrong; that's fine. But it's, it's still... hard. Like, oh, I like that Vargas. He's big. <laughs> <laughs> He's tall. <laughs> so
4: that's Bieber. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could have a conversation with with you. With not me? you, not you personally, John. I oh. I can converse with you.
1: You were looking at me while you said. I that, know. So I'm sorry. That I'll, was a confusion. I'll look I look back at the ground. Anyway. Look at the ground Do we want to talk about Kansas City Royals World Series participant Um No not
3: Was it? Really. I don't like other teams
1: I've been trying to find The source of this quote On Twitter And I'm thinking It might be you Brandon So you have to tell me If it was you Or if not Who did it Because I've asked A couple of people And they don't know Watching the Royals Make the World Series Is like watching Your dumbest Drunkest cousin Win the lottery yeah, that was me. <laughs> that was you? I thought that might be. I awesome. said it, win the lottery in slow motion. Yeah.
4: Because it took forever.
1: It just is. It's unbelievable. As far as I'm concerned, it's the best possible argument for abolishing the playoffs and going back to two leagues, the winners make the World Series, and that's it.
4: Um, yeah, I know. It's really hard because it does make a sound. I, I feel the same way. I would love to not have even the wild card um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um But I know that it makes me sound like a grump, right? Well, we are grumps. Because it's not as exciting, and I like excitement. It's just not what baseball really is. Um, And I don't know. I'm having a hard time knowing that Ned Yost has won more playoff games than Ron Gardenhire. Ron Gardenhire's not a great manager. He's won eight consecutive Ned Yost is, I think, objectively speaking... One of the maybe the worst manager in baseball. Like, he's the guy that if we're paying attention, he's the only one that people routinely shit on for some of the most obvious basic mistakes.
1: He's gone past bad to hilarious.
4: Yeah, it's really, really, really funny. It's really
1: funny unless you're a Royals fan.
4: Because when you're watching it and you see him bring in this certain reliever at a certain time, you're going, okay, uh, there's got to be something. We'll find out at the, re- at the you know after the game that he was hurt or, yeah. or something else is going there are on. Beasles. And then they go and ask him later, and he's like, I don't know. I thought maybe I thought They'll maybe something he'd be ridiculous good there or something. Like, We're like, what? Oh, you re- really didn't.
1: You know, you really He's had have success no against that guy about. in the past. And you look it up, and they faced one man time. named Ned. <laughs> the end. There's
4: your end. There you go. Um, so it does make me feel like a little bit of a grump, and I'm sure this is. If these games weren't four and a half hours long apiece, this probably would be a pretty exciting time of year. Um, but it's just not for me. I don't like. I don't like shitty teams that get hot, and that's just not.
1: I don't know. I've, I've completely turned around on the Royals. When they made the playoffs, I was thinking, good for Royals fans. They, their team has been laughably bad for so long. I'm glad something good finally happened to them. Yep. And now that they're in the World Series, I want them to get absolutely killed. The exception is if the Cardinals win the Oh, in- my God. In- Yeah. Somehow they'll both somehow
4: find a way to, to win Yeah. each of them. They won't neither of them lose, just to make me even more miserable. But
1: now that the Royals might win the World Series and it's like, oh, we lost Clarence. You guys should know. have to suffer for many years on top of it in the playoffs because we had to. Yeah. I want everybody to be as miserable as I am. For the most part, I don't
4: um, root for or against a team based on the fans. Like, I don't, oh, it's been so long for them. They deserve it. I don't really think about that too much. Cardinals are an exception. Yep, I hate I'd them more than anything because Cardinals, of their fans. No
1: um, any team from Buffalo, I would root for just because. Okay, the yeah. whole miserable Buffalo experience is just its own thing.
4: There are certainly exceptions. The reason that I don't okay, Clarence back. Um, the reason that I don't like the Royals is I don't like their style of baseball. I don't like it aesthetically and I don't like that the way that it's been proven over 100 years to not play baseball is working now. That bothers me. Yeah. As a baseball fan, it's embarrassing for me. I'm getting teased by my family members and friends of like, oh, "You hate this shit." Now it's working. <laughs> and when you say like, "Yeah, good for them. They're in the playoffs for the first time in 30 years. This works once every 30 years. It still doesn't. You know, doesn't really. No, oh, yeah, whatever." The Royals They're won the today playoffs,
1: by getting two guys on base via first of all a ground ball that hopped off the second off second base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the second guy was hit with a pitch. They ended up on second and third after a ground-out or something. Then somebody grounded to first, and the throw bounced out of the catcher's glove and hit the sliding runner in the leg, thereby kicking it far away enough for two runs to score. That's how Kansas City scored their runs today.
4: Yeah, and I mean, it's not like the Orioles deserved anything better. They couldn't hit where shit There's, The no. Orioles do not have lights-out pitching. No. They deserve to be at home at this point. Maybe not deserve four in a row. That's a little weird um, when a couple of those were more coin-flip games. But still, um, I want to... Be the guy that's like, "Oh, what a ride! This is fun to watch." Those yeah. Royals fans are so happy, but I can't like they philosophically. I don't like them, and I'm
1: I'm uh, embarrassed. And somehow, every one of their pitchers is turned into 2002 Adam Kennedy at <laughs> the same time. <laughs> John, too soon.
4: It's way too soon for that. Um,
1: 1991 uh, Eric Fox or 1992 Eric Fox. Oh.
4: So the only so now it's Cardinals Giants and I don't even want to think about who I have to root for between the Cardinals and the Ro- I have to root for the Royals. Between the Cardinals and the Royals, if that's what oh, there's no question. You coming. have to root for the Royals. I hate the Royals, though. Well,
1: you know sometimes? what? I'm gonna,
4: I'm just gonna not watch. I haven't been watching any of these on purpose because I know that there's no way for me to feel happy about any of this. Either the team that I hate wins and I'm sad. Or they lose, and I'm still a little embarrassed that I care this much about nothing. Mm
1: -hmm. I guess that's sports. It's the Wisconsin versus North Dakota hockey game.
4: Yeah, what do you do for
1: that? You just hope for a a 25-person brawl. Just rooting for the meteor? (laughs) That's all you want. Yeah, You want the biggest brawl in college hockey history.
4: Yeah, no, I get it. I don't know, man. Um, Do you think that, uh, and we probably talk about this too much, do you think Bud Selig uh, and his cronies... Can, are considering this? Um, sorry, um, the the game length um, as disastrous as we sort of think of it.
1: Because this seems to be a tipping point. I think they're finally starting to understand. This year, for some reason, more than any other year I can remember, mm-hmm. people have been complaining about games being too long for a long time. Yeah, they have. But this year seemed like more than any other year. Both it was a worse problem than before And th- somehow the problem was magnified I don't know if the average game time went up I suspect it did Just because every game seemed like It was 3 hours 45 minutes long Yeah, yeah. But I think finally baseball's Realizing may need to do something To speed it up a little bit Because somehow in the last few years I, I I'm not sure what changed I'm not sure if anything changed But suddenly it became all about Duels between the pitcher and the hitter Mm-hmm. Somehow every hitter started taking Turned into Wade Boggs Except <laughs> for like Pablo Sandoval and Delman Young They're like the two left in the league Will swing at anything yep. but Everybody else is working walks and stuff And that's great for on base percentages And it's the correct way to try to win baseball games But if they don't do something To speed it up Who's going to watch a 3 hour and 45 minute Twins Indians game in September Yeah, like, Literally no one So Yeah
3: that's true <laughs> And uh, <laughs> The people that listen to this podcast. Yeah, that's about it.
4: Yeah. It's weird that small ball is back and it's still taking forever. Yeah. This is supposed to go faster. This is supposed to be the point of.
1: You'd think the game would be over quickly because every inning should be walk, sacrifice, bunt, yeah. sacrifice, bunt, strikeout. It's
4: the number of pitches per. per and it's bat. the time that's between pitches. Yeah. It's all of these
1: guys who are Freddie Garcia speed where they yeah, yeah. stand walk off the mound, walk around. Couple of sides, talk to the third baseman for a while. It's, it's just it, these minutes between pitches.
4: It is incredible, though, like how working the count just used to not mean anything. Yeah, I had a friend um, that I went out with last weekend who was watching some ESPN classic. Um, I think it was like the '85, '86, somewhere around then, not too long ago. Um, and I don't know the exact situation, but it was like a two to one game in the eighth inning. The team that was down um, was up up to bat, and the starting pitcher was still in. In the eighth inning. So now it is, it's obvious like we gotta work this guy to get him out of there, whatever. And they the the team that was down had like a six pitch inning. Just yeah. first pitch, first pitch, just ground up, just no clue. Just trying to get it out there because they had no like concept of like just wait for your pitch, idiot. I don't know, they were just scared to death of striking out. Now that now obviously, like strike out, man. We don't give a shit. You're gonna get out anyway.
1: We we have this conception that in the past it was all a lot of bunting and a lot of small ball and yeah. really sort of good baseball. But you go back and watch those teams and it's just Steve Lombardozzi swinging from his heels three times with a guy in second. <laughs> just absolutely trying to mash the ball 455 feet to left field and missing every pitch by 3 feet.
4: Yeah, like everything, it was only better in your head. Yeah. It wasn't actually. Um, yeah. That's my feelings on... I'm bummed that I don't really give a shit about baseball right now just because of the game. length. Like, I can't do it. It's a... Like we've talked about, it's a background sport now. It's well, not a focal sport.
1: It's, it's always been a little more difficult because unless you're a psychopath or an old person, you're never going to watch all 162 games. Yep. You just can't lead a normal life and also watch all of the games in your team season. Stuff gets in the way, so... You're sort of following it from the paper the next day, or I shouldn't say that because that makes you sound old too. Because nobody right? follows it from the newspaper. Yeah, you're following not... it from Twitter or from an app on your phone. Or I, yes. I said my <laughs> good recovery. I set my wife's phone to <laughs> the Sports Center app to notify her every time the Twins game is over, and she'll say, "Oh, the Twins lost. They suck." <laughs> nice. Just stuff like that. That's how modern fan. That's all you're doing because you're not going to sit down and watch 162 baseball games a year. Yeah. So it, that has always been true, but it's even more true now that you can't you can't sit down and say, "I am going to watch this baseball game." Even though, if I live in New York City, it starts at eight fifteen and gets over at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, because yeah. it's the longest game ever. Even though somehow it only took nine innings. <laughs> anyway, baseball's dying. I wish you weren't so. Yeah. True. Good call. I want to talk. This is not a good segue, but I want to talk about something that's going well which is the wild season so far. Oh, Jesus. In which they've won two games, scored eight goals, and given up none. They're on pace to give up zero goals this season.
3: It's unsustainable.
1: Do you think that's going to... Yeah, it seems like it probably won't last. I don't see a reason why not. Huh. Good to hear. Has a team gone 82-0 and 0 before?
2: Um... They like the like seventy nine Islanders were really good, weren't they?
1: The seventy two Dolphins went eighty two. Mike 0. Bossy,
2: yeah, Mike Bossy, Brian the, the, Trotty.
4: eighties. The, the yep. I have two follow up questions. Why not
1: us? Why, Why not, not now? now? <laughs> those are excellent questions. <laughs> those are my two follow ups. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly to the to the casual viewer they look great. Uh, the five nothing win against Colorado they really looked. I, I think Russo said something about they were literally skating circles around him, and that was true. It was. It was true. It was. The it's dead? like watching one of those high school games between the,
0: Rosemount and Jefferson.
1: Yeah, Rosemount and Jefferson, <laughs> where Jefferson has a hundred and two shots on net. Rosemount, Rosemount players
4: punched every single guy, every single guy in the ice. It's a little out. different. It's a little oh, less a like wish. a really
3: slap shot. couldn't yeah. fucking catch him. <laughs> Throwing a
4: stick at him. <laughs> Those
3: games were just, Slow down! Throw my glove. Young play over at him. Got like a pants hit him get back here you fucker. Fuck.
1: <laughs> Swinging his stick around like a tomahawk and not being able to reach a single different. Hit the net player. over. Try to score on
3: this now fucker. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> Sliding the net up against the boards. <laughs> just like <laughs> Just, refs like he doesn't it allowed better you got, Never thought about this one, score. have you? Go, Rosemount. <laughs> Grab the tuba player, fucking tubas. Get Nick Check over the head with a fucking tuba. There, need ten minutes for that ref. Like we're losing anyways.
1: Uh, so yeah, it looks good. Our our good friend Clarence Swampdown, who's here on this podcast, said that he saw a few things that. Were disconcerting to him, and I'd like to find out what those were.
3: Well, I said it on Twitter to you just because. Because God, you had already grumpy. trolled
1: the rest of us for the day, and
4: John was the last person on your yeah. list. Yeah,
3: I mean it's hard to <laughs> complain about two wins. Yeah, uh, cumulative eight to nothing score. And so. do the
4: do the keys have the ki- uh, kids have the keys? I'm sober by the way.
3: <sighs> they do. We talked about this on the uh, the award winning. Hockey preview podcast. Oh, I
4: listened
1: to uh, eleven Brandon. seconds of that. We got.
3: <laughs> I just want to say we got three dollars in donations
1: because of that episode. Yeah, yeah Brandon. Wow, we got
3: three dollars in donations. So every
1: person who listened gave you money, gave us that's money. <laughs> every person who listened Thanks, gave man. us three dollars. You know, in marketing, one hundred percent
4: conversion rate would be pretty outstanding. Pretty outstanding. There you go. Yeah, that's what we go for.
1: So we're ready to go. <laughs> one of the dollars was just for talking about hockey from our friend Hans van Sluten. The other one from our friend Human Touch was for putting the ESPN NHL theme at the
3: start of the podcast.
4: (laughs) Wow. This is great. Good friends.
3: 100% convo rate. Yep. Yep. Good good CR dudes. A hondo CR. That's what we call it in the business. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yep. That's exactly what we call it. It's a CPM. You're a duck photographer. What do you know?
3: (laughs) All right. So
4: give it to us. What do you got? I don't really. He- I don't, don't
3: want to give. I don't want to complain. I don't know. Okay. But as if I'm being
1: asked. Gun to your head. I just want to know what to look for to see. All right, they've corrected this. In oh the no, John!
3: It's not anything like tactical or you know super in depth. Uh, if you're going to complain about something, I, They put Matt Cook on the second line, which we talked about in the in the preview. But that, that would be a mistake, and it didn't work. Didn't that he almost line. immediately disappear from the second line? Yeah, it just basically didn't work, um, and now he's not there anymore. He was on the and, second line with, for,
1: like, 12 seconds.
3: Well, they're replacing with Fontaine, who I don't necessarily know that he's a kid. Um, no, he's, like, he's been a He's 28, 29 or something like that. Yeah, um, He'd rather see one of the younger wings there uh, than Fontaine. I, I don't understand that. I, I don't, but, again, they're 2 and 0 oh eight goals to nothing. Um, The other thing we've talked about was the power play. We talked about that in the preview podcast, how we don't really understand what they're doing with the power play. They've been lethargic on the power play for years, and maybe they should try mixing it up with somebody different than Suter and Koivu kind of getting the bulk of the minutes and the power play running through them. Well, so far this season, they're 0-6 on the power play, and the two players that have the most power play minutes are? Ryan Suter and Miko Koivu. That's exactly right, and it's not working. And So, again, you sit here kind of, do you really want to complain about a team that hasn't been scored on and is undefeated? No, I don't really want that to be the focus. But you ask me, what are the things that I see that are concerning? It's it's that.
4: Well, we got to look um, forward, you know. Those things happen, but we got to, you know.
3: Well, hopefully, it's it, good. my hope, I'm yeah. trying to be optimistic, the hope is that they see it, too, where they just go, you know what, fuck, Granlin, we got one of the most skilled players in the league, um, some of the best hands in the league, maybe we should utilize him a little bit more on the power play, where hands and decision-making, like he has, can be uh, fully utilized. Yeah. You can exploit other teams, because he's undersized, but on the power play, that's not... As big a deal. There's not as much physicality or checking when you're on the power play, so why not utilize him rather than Miko fucking Koivu? What? What? what th- <sighs> Anyways. Anyway, I play. think
1: we probably will. They're be, all we've got. We'll be able to talk a little more about the it Wild is. next week because we they play Anaheim. They, they're in Anaheim on Friday, in at mm-hmm. the LA Kings okay. on Sunday.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Colorado Series is over?
1: Yeah, the Colorado Series is over at nine games. can we oh, just keep playing man. those guys? It was fun so far.
2: They're really good at playing them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then I suggested that this means that they were terrible, and I was taken to task by it. Uh, somebody's name I can't remember on Twitter. I'm sorry, whoever you are, tweet me, and I'll retweet your tweet or whatever. Mm. Um, and then they went out two days later and beat Boston in Boston. And Boston Colorado might be the best did. team. In the, yeah, Colorado did. Yeah. Might be the best team in the Eastern Conference. So maybe Colorado yeah. isn't as all as terrible as I thought they were. But That's got to sting. What I'm saying is thought I think you knew we'll, hockey. we'll be able to talk more about the Wild once they bend to Anaheim and bend to L.A. Could be the two best teams in the Western Conference or in the league. So we can, but do we have to talk more about it next week? We are. I think we should. Oh. No, we are. Okay. Okay. I mean, hockey is our most popular topic right now.
4: Well, it's the most successful topic. Successful mm. how? They're the most when successful. When are you team. having
3: your, your basketball preview episode. Ooh. Boy,
4: the masses have been asking. If I had a nickel, Clarence.
3: Clamoring. Clam- uh, uh, swell?
4: Oh yeah, you should see the people that are um, outside of John's Windows right now, uh, with with uh, um, signs and torches, us. screaming, Please, <laughs> "Please talk hoops, the loan collectors! Please talk hoops! Give me money!" Um, I think we could do it next week. We could do it the week after. I mean,
3: yeah. When when does the season has have they started yet? Twenty ninth. When does when do they start?
4: October twenty ninth. Two weeks from this recording.
1: I do, I do want to ask you one question. I saw a post on the internets today. I believe mm. it was on Deadspin mm-hmm. that had a bunch of staff writers discussing whether the players on the 76ers roster were actual NBA players. I looked into it. Or whether they were made-up placeholders. I looked into it. Those are all real human beings. You know what the good thing is? They don't have to be your team anymore. No, how do you
3: look into that, Brandon? How, I mean, what did you Did you like go to their houses and... I called all of
1: their
4: the athletic directors from the colleges they went to to confirm that they actually played in the games. Doesn't mean shit. I was
3: sent. So you called the most crooked people. Oh, here comes your famous line.
4: Show me the birth certificate. Here we go again, Clarence. We talked about it offline. Clarence is an idiot. You've seen the birth certificate. You birther. No, um, I don't know, man. It's hard because you know I chose them a long time ago. I was not foreseeing. This much of a disaster of a roster this year, I thought they would put out a semi-competitive. Oh, wait, who did
3: foresee that though? Who, who, who did tell you that their GM is overmatched?
4: <laughs> well, this again. Can I, can, I, can I help on this one?
2: Can I help on this one? Yeah. I know
3: the answer. Let's go to <laughs> Stu for that answer, Stu. <laughs> who said that? I, I, I think Clarence Swamptown said. That. <laughs> this is not about their America GM being you. overmatched. He to the motherfucking day, yeah.
4: This is part of his plan
3: so done, my balls.
4: <laughs> It's a terrible song <laughs> I don't like the ring oh Fuck it. Um, I think my point is that I didn't know that this was part of his plan This is part of his plan It's, it's exactly as <laughs> <his> shitty as <laughs> he wants to be He wants like 20 draft picks um, I don't know, that's just too many to me I hope the fans are okay with it, but it's sort of frustrating.
1: The fans are not okay with it. They're Philadelphia fans.
4: Yeah, but they say like the local fans understand like what's going on and whatever. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, They probably
1: haven't come out and blamed their fans for not giving them enough revenue to make payroll.
4: But we talked about it earlier. Like, just have a plan. That's like my number one deal. Um, So they have that, but it's just really like um, trying my patience to see this team because the two guys they drafted had two great draft picks aren't even going to play this year
1: so their plan is to basically <laughs> run the same plan as the corrupt owner in major league um, by assuming they're, they're assembling the worst possible roster and when they start losing they can move the team to miami no
4: because they're abs- they're they're doing that but also having the best future like they have an amazing this future still. it's crazy i don't know man it's just too i don't know it's just too much they're just too terrible
1: so you're a Timberwolves fan
4: again? Uh, no, I'm still a Sixers fan. I will oh, you're be. not. I am. I'm a Brandon, Sixers fan. You know I'm just not going.
1: You know you're not a 76ers. Fan. Here's the
4: thing: 76ers fans, true 76ers fans like myself that have been around for the no, long haul, no. all it. we're <laughs> saying is I love the Sixers. Stop s- saying it. Here's here's we say just two stop things. Stop talking. I'm in the forums every day, bro. I have bro. the mute button. I'm in the
3: forums every day. No. What number did Dr. J wear? You wore number six. Six. Not you. You're not the one cleaning oh, six, bro. Son of a bitch! I, was, I wanted to catch Sorry. Brandon here. Now he got out of it. Son of a bitch!
4: Doctor J, Charles Barkley, AI. My, my Name guys. another
1: old sixer. Uh. Bob McAdoo. Eric Snow. <laughs> Eric Snow.
2: No. Jesus not... God! That's like two years ago.
4: <laughs> I'm young. <laughs> Come on, it's me, Poochie <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Dude, that the guy there. in the Wicked Link? Wasn't that the guy in the Wicked Link's deal?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, um,
4: here's here's what we're saying. Uh, we're saying Sixers, I love you. I'll see you next year. We're just this. This is not a good year. Now,
3: four. You don't really love the picks. Sixers. You love their GM. You love their analytical GM that had never done anything.
4: You know what, There's there are enough... No, no, I don't think it's really about that because there are enough teams in basketball now that are equally analytic. I just like the way that he was... Again, he had a plan from, from day one. We're going to tear this thing down and we're going to build it back up with high draft picks, um, which I just thought that in basketball, that's a good way to do things. But this is taking a year longer than I thought it would take. Like, they'll be competitive, or at least they'll have the guys the, their future on the floor next season... Um, with Embiid and Noel and whoever. Um, or Noel, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Um, but it just, it's just weird to have it be that one extra year. It's not like every other rebuilding. Because, like, the Mavericks are crazy analytical. Um, obviously, the Rockets have always been, the Phoenix Suns, um, the um, Celtics, and a bunch the of The Minnesota others. Timberwolves? The Minnesota Timberwolves and um, Clarence's Lakers... Are probably the least analytical of any team, um, just in terms of like efficiency and a, the guys they sign and the sort of shots that they have. If you've seen the shot chart of um, of um, the the Wolves preseason games and the Lakers preseason games, it is it is the. Where we're at currently with the Minnesota Twins, it's so horrifying that you seriously just have to laugh. It's like, nothing you but twenty foot jumpers. <laughs> that this is actually happening in twenty fourteen. <laughs> that's that's the only reaction you can have with with this. Yeah, it's all just twenty foot jumper. So I don't know what the. I'm sure it would be a very similar looking um, shot chart in the NHL. Right, if you just got this and it was all just. On the, I don't know whatever whatever the least efficient shot is seems farther away but
1: the dump in from center ice the dump in that's <laughs> just that's what this team does
4: they just dump in and and hope some guys. So guy it would be done. like
1: if there was an NHL team that 100% of their zone entries were dumping it in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right? it's just like no guys. Giving up the puck to start every possession is not a good way to score goals.
4: Yeah, and it's that it's so obvious that it's not analytical anymore. It's just Byron Scott, the Lakers head coach, and obviously Flip are just that is entrenched, and that's the basketball that they know. So if you told them, like, hey, man, we ran the numbers, and this is not like running crazy numbers, this is like two versus three simple numbers. We, we know what those ones mean and the order they go <laughs> it's in. It's
1: like looking at a picture where the basketballs are slightly different sizes based on how many points the shots are worth and going you know what we should do yeah we should shoot those shots mm-hmm. cuz the basketballs are bigger yeah maybe that's what maybe that's all we need to give flip maybe just nobody's presented him this information he's a, a visual basketball. guy it's not he's it's not the... a problem of coaching it's a problem of data presentation
4: yeah that must be it um because this is not like an analytical i can see an old school guy if you start fussing around with these crazy um heat map visual whatever being confused. This is not that. This is the three-point shot has been around for a few years now. I would think that they, they would understand the concept. Um so yeah, it was uh it was it was laughable to to uh to see those shot charts. And I've given up on um on the Timberwolves even before the season, so I'm not super mad about it.
1: You know, I remember your old podcast, you pretty much did nothing but talk about the Timberwolves.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I I'll miss, talk about him.
1: I kind of miss that Brandon Broxy right there.
4: I'll talk about him for sure. Back when just, you were a
1: Timberwolves fan?
4: Yeah, yeah. No, I love hoops, man. I'm still into it um, for sure. It's just um, it feels uh, pretty hopeless in a way that is um, – it doesn't have to be. I guess that's probably the frustrating part, right? So like when – I don't know. West Johnson mm-hmm. was like our top pick, and Johnny Flynn was out there. It was like, oh, okay. At well, least guys are just terrible. There's nowhere, nowhere to go but up at this point. Mm-hmm. But this roster with the Wolves is actually pretty solid. You know, like it's there's a future there if 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 they had somebody running the ship yeah. who was
1: <laughs> but it's smart. a future coach. It's coached by Flip Saunders.
4: But it's coached by Flip Saunders, so it's just like, oh, here's just a It's going to be just a bunch of wasted potential this yeah, year. Absolutely. So that's that's no fun, no fun at all. So that's my teaser for the preview that'll be coming up. Next, um, week. I'll have to be um, drunk for that one.
1: You'll be drunk. I have. The rest to be. of us will just be making fart noises. <laughs> yes.
4: Yeah, I believe so.
3: I'll be busy. I can't make it.
4: Oh darn, darn! Can you send your uh, fart noises beforehand so we can just um, load them in?
3: Yeah, I can. I can. Uh, you get? Are you ready? You gotta. You gotta record yeah we're recording
1: hour. this yeah we're rec- i hope
3: but <laughs> <laughs> do you need like an? can you go back on this and then yeah maybe i'll it? just
1: like clap my hands so i can find mm-hmm. it later all right <laughs> <Yeah>. all right <laughs> <get> ready uh, <laughs> so sad <laughs>
4: it sounded sad
1: <laughs> it was like a sad trombone oh. in flat jones <laughs> form Oh. All right. Uh, you open up the hey, hey
3: time
2: out, time out. I had a wild question. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Um, Stu so
1: from St. Uh, Cloud.
2: Yeah, uh, for John and Clarence, uh the, the wild uh they extended uh James Brolin. They did for like <laughs> six years. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Was that a good was that a good thing or a bad thing?
3: That was a good well, thing. Well, Barbara Streisand is yeah, has been falling on tough times, okay. so
2: it sounded like a smart thing but I didn't know for sure. James you guys Jonathan. really didn't check in on the Twitter on it so I didn't didn't know if I should be happy or sad
1: for it.
3: Uh he go ahead John yeah it's
1: Hey who doesn't like Jonas Brodine? I mean James Brolin.
3: He's Yes, it's a good I, move. I it's locking know. up a, a a talented young player at, uh, under a cost controlled contract that uh was not overbearing it's per year value kind of go goes up. It's like a bell curve. It's not a flat rate. It's not the same every year it, it goes up. And then like the last two years actually go down. So it's, it's not front loaded. It's not back loaded. It's kind of mid loaded. It's a fair contract. Um, it's a good contract. Yeah. It's they have like six guys that are like this, that the, that they may or may not want to lock up that are young. And, uh, Identifying the best ones and locking them up. Well, we'll we'll make this decision. You know, in hindsight, in five years, wasn't a good move. But Brodine's a good player. Um, makes sense.
4: Who is the most uh, analytical organization in hockey? We talked about this before, but I don't remember who it was.
1: The Wild have made a stride in the sense that they've changed how they play the, hockey uh, based Charles on their numbers. Uh huh. So if you're looking for an organization to follow because of their analytics, I think you got to start with the wild You just mean they're a little bit better. who's like the top who's who are the a's of the It's very much still in its infancy, yeah, okay, and hockey if imagine if baseball, the famously conservative minds in baseball mm-hmm. now imagine if baseball was played only in an incredibly conservative place like Kansas, yeah. And then you'll have some idea how hockey is viewed in Canada. It's like the most conservative sport possible. Oh, right. Like all the dumb, all the dumb fans who think that Joe Maurer needs to toughen up through his concussions. Yeah. That's yeah. like half of Canadian hockey fans. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're just out in Saskatchewan being like, back of mighty, we didn't know with no head injuries. You played through that. Oh, okay.
3: Wendell Clark it's, didn't sit down for no concussion. I don't think anybody else should. It's also, to be fair, it's probably the I think of the big of the four big professional sports. It is the most difficult to use analytics. It's a game of transition, which is difficult to quantify with numbers. It just is. Yeah. How do you, it is. It's all about think of how many turnovers and how much transition there is. Just in a couple, in one shift, yeah, you might turn the puck over three, four times, and you may actually
4: turn it over on purpose. Sometimes you may not be able to know whose fault it was for this turnover versus that
3: turnover. Yeah, that's how do you quantify something like that? In ba- baseball, is I think probably the easiest. It's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's the easiest. Yeah, it's baseball is basically numbers moving around yes. the screen. Yeah, it's, it's all probabilities. It is. And basketball is about shooting percentages and and defense. It's, again, not easy, but it's easier than yeah, hockey. Where, yeah, it's just difficult. Uh, and football, to some extent, is again not easy, but easier. It's one on one battles in some sense, and turnovers there may be a handful a game. Uh, much compared to hockey, where it's just constant transition.
4: Yeah, okay, limited I- scoring. I guess what I'll do then is just continue not watching. Thanks.
1: <laughs> Brandon, no, no matter what I had said right there. No, it's true. You would not have watched, so Yeah.
4: Yeah, I know, it's a bummer. I wish I did like it.
1: You used to love it, Brandon.
4: I did. I used to, you used to love my, hockey. My favorite thing for many years. What happened to you? Most of Brandon? my youth. You well changed. I still I still love playing it. It's still a blast to play. I just don't really like watching it. It happens.
1: It does happen. A lot of people feel that way about various sports.
4: I think – so I have gone through like a huge change of I never paid any attention and I hated the NBA, hated it until I was like 28, like till recently. Is that – do you go through these phases of like, oh, now I really like this sport, now I hate this sport? Do you go back and forth or has it always kind of been like, hey, this is my sport and I'm going to love it, Uh, good good or bad?
1: I – I go through phase. I, I go through phases where I'm more interested in one thing than another. Uh huh. And sometimes uh-huh. it's sort of surprising even to me that, wow, I'm really sort of intrigued by the Timberwolves this year, and I'll watch a lot of the Timberwolves. Right. Like right now, I really could not care less about the Timberwolves, but I will make yeah, it some sort of effort to watch just about every wild game this year.
4: Okay. Yeah. All right. You're uh, just a fair weather fan.
1: I don't know about fair weather. <laughs> I just. I get interested in random times of random other things.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. So Okay.
1: Clarence?
3: I have not changed my mind on anything since about nineteen eighty six. So No. Yeah. You're talking to a man who's <laughs> yeah. so far
1: refused to eat a taco. <laughs> yeah. Who yep. I broke Boot the cut, idea with loose fit pants. Catch up on everything. This is uh, Mike Clear
3: is not on it. everything. God damn it! The this shit. Just on what I have. Catch put up it on. on his
4: fish sticks. He has to have a a, a a snack pack for
3: lunch.
1: Here's the thing about Claire. He's a perfectly normal human being in real life. A nice guy. Yeah. But I broached the idea not on the podcast, but in a private conversation. Of it would be kind of funny if for your for the first time. We got you to eat a taco and raise money for a charity. Yep. A sponsored you eating a taco charity for and children. I thought, God damn it. Clarence will be sort of interested in this, and I got back one word. No.
4: No. It is so weird. No discussion. He, now he has to he he's, he can't break that's down who you're now dealing with. too. Because he and knows you're it's asking, just like a regular thing to eat. You're asking like, him it, to change his mind. Yeah, on and he can't. He can't. That's true. Uh all right. That's fair enough. Well, uh, that's
3: what fucking, Everything's open for discussion in this world.
4: <laughs> Fuck that. I right. have
3: some goddamn convictions.
4: Turn yeah. Off. Yeah, about tacos. Society. Um, Stu, where do you fall on this, this question? What was the question? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, Stu's
1: busy listening to a podcast from Infinite <laughs> Guest Podcast <Yes>. Network. <laughs> Stu's not paying attention to this podcast he's nominally on.
4: I was just asking Stu if your allegiances or interest in certain sports or leagues have changed throughout your life, or has it always been the same sport for the same like amount of interest
2: It's been the same. I'm like Clarence I'm just stuck in my ways. It's a rut <laughs> no I'm sure it is good I can't change. I just like you know the sports with the the balls, okay, fair <laughs> enough.
3: You like what you like. Don't apologize to anybody about exactly. it. Exactly.
2: No, that's good. No, I'm not point
4: stability is it's a good fine. thing in life. It's uh, yep. a groove. It's Speaking not a rut. It's a groove. As a guy who is trying to sell a place in Texas and lives in his parents' basement right now with the almost nine-month pregnant wife, <laughs> I crave stability. I would, I would, I would love nothing more than having a home at this point. So I see what you're saying. This
1: is, it's just suddenly got sad. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's all good. Can I give you a hug?
4: No, no, It's it's don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) I was just saying like, I think that when you talk about stability, like a rut or something, there's a lot of really good things about just like a stable, whatever. is my point. Um, Okay. So I have a transition. Can I try a segue? Let's see it. Go for it. I was just going to say, I'm, I understand where you're coming from. um, But I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that you don't have any interest in the Timberwolves just because Andrew Wiggins, we've got half of our eggs are in his basket for the future of Minnesota sports. Um, but the other half, as we have talked about, are with um, Mr. Bridgewater, Ted Bridgewater. So our I wanted guy. to ask you about, um, about the Vikings just in general. Has like, there what been, the hell?
1: There have been a lot of depressing regular season times in uh-huh. the history of the Vikings franchise. Yep but i'm having i'm having trouble remembering more depressing than the last 2 weeks getting beat 42 to 10 at green bay and then at home getting run over by the lions 17 to 3 in a game that the vikings offense basically turned into snapping the ball and which lions defensive lineman is going to try to take teddy bridgewater's head from his shoulders he had like a half a second
4: heard drop back to find
1: anybody. Right, he. There were a number of times when he had time to look at a couple of receivers, but he seldom got rid of the ball, and then somebody would just tee off on him. Yeah,
4: yeah. It was. Uh, it was very um, just boring. It was a boring game to watch.
1: It really was a terrible game.
4: Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't for most of it. I saw his first interception was really awful. That was a really bad throw. One. The other one was just Matt Asiata is, is a just a bad football player. Yeah, Right off his hands. Um, uh, I looked at the smart guy stats today. Um, I was curious to see um, efficiency-wise how the Vikings were doing offensively and defensively, and I also wanted to see how Teddy Bridgewater, the smart guy stats, thought about him. Not good so far. No. Um, Which I kind of expected, but also has been a little bit surprising because I don't think he's looked as bad as those stats are telling me that they say he's been – say he's – like. Just as bad as Matt Castle, um, um, but I I don't know, man. Like I test for me, at least personally, I don't. I think he's been fine. I think he's still for me the future.
1: I want him to be the future. Yeah, you don't think he looks like it? It's hard to say. <laughs> he looked obviously. pretty bad this week. He, you don't.
4: <laughs> he did, but he has no time. That's my thing. Like he just, you know, I'm
1: I'm not giving up on him.
4: No, 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 no. I know nobody's giving up on him. I'm just, I'm just curious if the eye test, if mine. Again, I haven't watched all of it, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just me then. Maybe it was biased. last
1: week's game was depressing in every possible way. Yes, yes, that's true. It's bad. The only mirth I got was remembering that Stu stuck to his guns on a pick of ten and six for this yeah. season.
4: Yeah, I'm not letting it go. You're bringing, you're bringing no st- so why, much joy. Why give up on it now? <laughs> that's true. That's true, because then you lose either
2: way, right? Exactly. I'm bitter I'm bitter ending this. I mean, it's...
3: There's no way anybody right knows about okay. Teddy Bridgewater right now. Yep. If you're talking even about the eye test, he looked wonderful against Atlanta, and he looked poor against Detroit, and there was extenuating circumstances behind each of those. Yep.
4: Atlanta's got the worst but defense. in. Detroit the... may have the best. Yep.
3: You don't know. Nope. The key is okay. Teddy Bridgewater still has the potential to be a very, very good quarterback for a long time in this league. He may not be. It may never pan out. But he's got a better-than-average chance.
4: His arm seems More so strong. than
3: anybody that they've had starting at quarterback for years. Dante, right? Yeah, Matt Cat. nobody could look you... In the eye and say that Matt Castle had a chance to be a top ten top five quarterback in the NFL for the next ten years, that would be crazy talk, right yes Brett, Brett Favre, you thought he could be very good, but he's not a long term solution correct christian Ponder if you if you just thought critically and watched him play football, nobody thought except for Rick Spielman, who unfortunately Tom, Tom Tom was, the most, was the most <laughs> <Delacero>. important person. <laughs> and Tom Felicero. The only
4: two people, uh, yep.
3: They just keep bringing in retreads and, and Tavares Jacksons and over drafted players, um, castaways from other teams that legitimately had very little chance of being high-end quarterbacks for long periods of time. At least he's got a shot.
4: Yep, it. your guy it's, it's Spielman a, got this one right, it's man.
3: A, it's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a good feeling, isn't it?
4: Yeah, way to go, Rick. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Rick. Um, um,
1: I don't have anything to say about the Vikings, I just realized, because it's so depressing.
3: Oh, okay. Well, so Teddy's got a chance to be good for a long time. I think Mike Zimmer has a chance to be a good football coach. He turned Josh
2: Robinson good.
3: He might. He might be... I think everything else is a disaster.
4: So let me ask you, um, so I looked, the smart guy stats show unsurprisingly that we have like one of the three worst offenses um, in the league and one of like the, it's like the ninth worst defense. So a tiny bit better defense, but basically the same bullshit as we've been seeing for years. Um, This is not a leading question at all, but it seems like we are all rightfully so as we called from day one, not really going on a limb, but we feel that North Turner is not a good coach. No.
3: <laughs> right? He like did not understand the. From the get go, that's a terrible. Liar. And word hand jobs that were handed out by the local media.
4: I the think there's December. still something to be said about, whoa, this is a name that I know. He's a national guy, and he <laughs> likes us. He came to us, everybody. It's the exact, exact same thing when we. I mean, this was. Maybe not the exact same thing, but when Tubby Smith got hired.
1: Yep. Oh, my.
4: I know who Tubby Smith is. He could have probably had other jobs. He chose us. Yeah. He likes us. Little old me, Minnesota, I love you. I love you, North Turner, even though you're 112 years old. I love you because I've heard of your name. Um, I think you're right. So so, so that's not, again, going out on much of a limb at all. Um, But... I feel like, and I, I don't know why, and again, I'm not saying that I disagree at all, but we all feel, as, as bad as we feel about um, Norv, I feel like most people think that Zimmer's been doing a pretty decent job so far. And I don't know why that is. I don't either, actually. It, they, they've been a disaster. He hired Norv Turner. Yeah. It was um, his call. Their defense isn't really any better. Their offense is horseshit. In um, every other team, when we think of... Um, the Seahawks, it's Carroll's running the show. Belichick, you know, these are like... This is the way the NFL is. I don't even know if it's like this everywhere, but I know that a lot of times Pete Carroll was hired first, and he, hi- he hired the general manager, right? So he's kind of running the show there. Um, so when it's a disaster in Seattle or New England or whatever, that's who we talk to. This is a guy with accountability. Fish trots from the top, whatever, from the head. Um, but it doesn't seem that way right now. Is it because it's so new, or is it because... I don't know, I'm just a little bit curious why...
3: I'll take a stab at it. I think, and I don't know if your smart guy stats play this out. I love the way you say that when you say, smart guy stats. Smart guy stats. Just disgusting. (laughs) And you can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing I'm doing air quotes around smart guy. I trust you. Uh, When Leslie Frazier was here, he was supposed to be... His specialty was supposed to be defense, and they were miserable at defense. Yep. And you were like, what? What? This doesn't make any fucking sense. So when they're miserable on offense, I don't put that so much on Zimmer because it's not – he is ultimately responsible. Yes, he's the head coach, but the, I think everybody had an understanding that the offense was kind of, going to kind of be Norv's thing. Norv's been around the block a billion times. Norv, here's the offense. I'm the head coach, but I'm going to kind of focus on D. Norv, offense is yours. So, I, although again, Zimmer doesn't get a complete free pass on the offense, I kind of take it with a grain of salt, put that on Norv's shoulders. Okay. There Are you saying that's your point little, of view,
4: or that's why other people? Like, is this you talking, or just general? Both.
3: I'm saying both. I think there's an understanding that the offense is on... Norv more than Zimmer. okay. And that the defense has been better. Even though the stats may not completely play out just the eye test, watching the games and remembering what the defense was like last year, the defense has played better. They are giving up early touchdowns, but they're making adjustments, and then as the game goes on, they are improving. Where they were not doing that. Yeah, I,
4: time last year. I think a good strategy for them is they wear the offense down because they get so tired in the first half from scoring all that those touchdowns.
3: <laughs> that's funny stuff. And that's very humorous. <laughs> but I, truly, maybe I'm missing. I'm so something.
4: tired, Coach. We just scored six. I touchdowns do think in the there's a half. lack
3: of talent on defense, and Zimmer has improved them somewhat. But I could maybe that's I could, I'm also willing to admit that maybe because I think Zimmer. Could be a head coach. Maybe I'm just blinded by me wanting him to be a, head, a good head coach. I mean, and he really isn't. When I Maybe first I
4: saw blinded. Zimmer and noticed that he was a cranky old guy with a really dirty mouth, my first thought was my friend Clarence is not going to be able to be objective about this guy <laughs> in any capacity. He, he's not that this old. This is, is he? his soft spot. No, I don't he's really think so sure he's old. that old. But what. Um, what do What's funny, though, is he's, again, like like I was mentioning about Terry Ryan, when he just acknowledges that things are bad. I love Everyone Terry goes, Ryan hey, as a person. Yeah, hey, I really that's, do. thank you. But Zimmer, too, after the game this past week, I, I didn't see any of this. This is just whatever. But he, I think he would sort of screamed and yelled and whined a little bit about, you know, the team or whatever. He talked a lot about finding guys more. Finding guys more, all that sort of that stuff. That was his
3: solution was going to be finding everybody more minds. for being late to meetings and then he backtracked on that this week.
4: Yeah, so he was just you know, he did the moment guy, fine. Um
3: Well, he said, well, a lot of those guys are just like practice players and they probably shouldn't have gone so overboard. And, yeah. Sure.
4: Um, but he was upset and it's funny because a lot of the uh, the articles or at least the headlines cuz I don't read a ton of it was like Boy, Zimmer has had just about enough of these guys. Like, he, again, is, like, above the fray. And it's like, no, 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 that's your team, man. That's not – he's mad at everybody. It's just weird. Like, yeah. It was,
1: it's fine. I have some quote along the lines of, I, w- I wanted to be clear with these guys that it's not my job to please them. It's their job to please me. Yeah, I was like, what – who – what what does that
4: mean? Uh, such a Vince Lombardi quote. All every old military a guy has his, pants may have been and his ankles like, uh, immediately after that one.
3: Receivers, I think, uh, wanting more touches. I think that was the context. Like the receivers were saying, "Hey, we want the ball thrown to us more." Yeah, and he was kind of like saying, "No, you get open. It's not my it's not my job to make sure you get the ball. You." You need to be pleasing me. I'm not supposed to be feeding you. You're supposed to be getting open and making my job easier. I think that was the context.
4: Yeah. Which you know, whatever. Not exactly the players' coach quote, but he's not exactly known as a players' coach. Doesn't sound like which is not no, good. Or hate bad. To it
3: yeah, no, I think <laughs> yeah. he was, wasn't he? That, that everybody, they all the defensive players said, "Yeah, we'd go to the end of the earth for this guy. We love this guy." Yeah, that he is true. Looked at.
4: Maybe, maybe I don't know. It's just been a little. It's just been really interesting to watch Norv get a lot of shit. Again, he should be getting a lot of shit, and Zimmer getting relatively compared to Turner, almost none.
3: Um, my call before the season was that the the Rubes would be calling for Norv's head by the deer opener. That was my call before the season. Was the deer the thing, well, opener? like no, no, no. The well, yeah, yep. Firearms opener. Like, November 8th or 9th, it's right in there. So we're actually yeah. ahead of ahead of schedule.
1: I was going to say, because my buddy got a deer the other week, but that was with the bows, yeah. so.
3: Yeah, no, that's the that's bow opener. The firearms opener isn't cool for, deer like break, three or yeah. four weeks.
1: Hey, so. I'm just excited because I'm going to get some venison sticks out of the whole thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. Okay, so you were right about Turner, where we all were. He was a disaster. We all knew that. But it's you still hate Spielman, is that right? Yes. Okay, so Spielman, Turner, Bad, Zimmer, maybe.
3: Zimmer is a maybe. Because Zimmer and Teddy are the are on the optimism side of the ledger book here, and almost everything everybody else is on the pessimism side.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, Cordero, Patterson, I like Harry Smith, I like Barr, I like. I think that might be it. Linval Joseph is okay, I guess. Fuck, I don't know. He's Yeah. I there's have, not a lot there. I granted. have no idea. On a fifty three man roster or whatever it is. I need more than one Blair, Walsh. And Blair
4: Walsh. Blair Walsh is fantastic.
3: I nothing against Blair Walsh, I guess. Yeah. I that know. Punter. I need more, I think is the point.
4: Kyle Rudolph. There's guys. There's guys there.
3: Kyle Rudolph is not on the optimism side. Oh. Okay. Kyle Rudolph is hurt, guys. Oh what?
4: No. <laughs> That's why they're not doing anything.
3: That's one frustration I have is everybody says, well, that's it's because AP's hurt and Kyle Rudolph is hurt. Yeah, that's, that's a good excuse on why the opti- uh, offense is sputtering. <laughs>
1: well, AP's but not hurt exactly. Ma- yeah.
3: Maybe building an offense around a running back like it's 25 years ago wasn't a good idea in the first place. And building an offense around an oft-injured tight end, maybe building an offense around those two guys maybe making them so important that you couldn't live without them AP who who's gotten hurt the last two seasons and Kyle Rudolph who's hurt all the time maybe building your offense around two guys like that are, are, wasn't a great idea to begin with
4: the patriots lose like six starters a year to injuries and they're still always really good you know look at the I seahawks don't. they have Last I heard or whatever, their secondary, which was like the best in the NFL, was like a bunch of undrafted guys or fifth round or whatever. Like these are not top talent guys, so I don't know. To me it just seems like it all starts with coaching in the NFL. Coaching and luck. Coaching, quarterback luck. Those are the three those are the those three are the ways to three do things. Everything else is eh, I don't know. Uh, I'm
3: trying to be optimistic. I really I'm trying to turn new new leaves. So Teddy, Zimmer. Those are the two guys I'm trying to focus on. Uh everybody else I'm grumpy with. But uh, focus on the positives, which is two people out of about eighty, between coaches and players in the organization, two. That's
4: pretty optimistic.
3: Yep. <laughs> two two out <laughs> of eighty. Yeah, exactly. Fuck. fuck. Uh, nope. optimism.
4: Yep. Clarence. Yep, good. Okay, good. Well, that was my only question <laughs> about the uh, about our uh, pigskin. Purple. That's all I had about purple. purple. Yep. That's all I had.
1: Should we wrap it up?
4: That's all I got. Sure. Okay. Stu? Consider it wrapped.
1: Yes, sir. Is everything okay? You've hardly you've hardly said anything today. Since we started oh, the podcast seventy six episodes I'm, ago, we meant to ask
4: you the first
3: episode. Are you mad at us?
4: Are you mad? <laughs> Have you been <laughs> mad at us for two years? No, just tired. Sorry about that. No, it's Third fine. Of us? No, not you
2: guys. I love you guys.
4: I'm just tired. Stu, let's do this in person soon. I want to. Okay, good. We're transferring headquarters to my new home in a few weeks. You got a new home? Can... I do have a new home, yes.
1: That's official now.
3: What?
4: It's official,
1: yep. Jesus oh, I didn't know that. Well, you buried, you buried that till three hours. I can't actually see. An hour and 16 minutes into the podcast? Yep. Yep. New
4: Where? Home, new home in Minneapolis. Where's the house? Well, We're urban. No,
3: let me know go that. Part
2: of Minneapolis.
4: The...
3: Southwest Minneapolis.
2: Long, I'm gonna long guess Longfellow.
3: No, that's that's kind of south central, isn't it? Longfellow. I'm saying southwest, more. Oh, by the lakes.
4: Uh, yeah, uptownish. We're moving God, to uptown. Nailed it. Wow.
2: good job.
3: Wow, but that's not far from Longfellow, is it, Stu? That's like
1: Stufell.
2: No,
3: it's it's in Yeah.
1: Up f- yeah. yeah. So you're yeah. like living next door to Aaron Gleeman.
4: Uh We're probably nine blocks west of the Gleemaner Manor. Of the Gleeman Manor, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna yeah. just start <laughs> running into
1: Gleeman everywhere <laughs> God, uh,
4: God willing, that'll be amazing. That'll be kind of. Fun. I love the Gleeman.
1: You're gonna just drop your kids off, let Aaron babysit them while you and your wife go out.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's really taken to that cat.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's a dom- he's a domestic guy now. Yeah,
4: he sure is. Um yeah, so um, we'll have a new home soon, and I'll have a new baby in a month. So lots of good times happening in the Broxy household once we get one.
3: Wow.
1: It's all happening for you guys.
4: It's all happening. So what I was saying is we'll do this in person at the new Sport of HQ
1: soon. We should try – this is pipe dreams. Sure. We should try to make the first ever episode where we're all four there, the first one at your house. I would love that. And the best is it, we'll call it the 100th episode, even if it's not even close yeah. to the 100th episode. The special that's, 100th that's episode. My okay, yeah, that's it's
4: a like good like when the through. Simpsons
1: had 138th episode spectacular. Yeah. We'll do nice. the same thing. Yeah,
4: very good. Um, yeah, good. Okay. Should we stop recording?
1: Cool. I don't know. Okay. We so might just want to start talking directly to anybody who might still be listening at this point.
4: Next week, uh, more Vikings, maybe some gopher football.
1: Yeah, we didn't talk any goal for football and they had an awfully good game. They're While, really good. So. And yeah, I, they are.
4: And I do hope that we um get some more um insane articles about the twins because that's just I I'm was so I ins- was just smiling the whole time reading that article, like, no way. There's no way that this is so awesome.
1: This is too good. I'm hoping for an insane Timberwolves <laughs> article that we can complain about next week.
4: The problem is nobody gives a shit about the Timberwolves. That's true. People still care about the twins. That's true. Uh all right. Well, love you all.